Uh, let's switch gears for a moment here. Now, if you've traveled by air over the past few months, there's a good chance you've had to deal with well, maybe a delay, some cancellations, and maybe even some lost luggage. A lot of folks are wondering about compensation for all of it. Well, the Liberals' Bill of Rights for air travel came into force in 2019, and that requires airlines to rebook or refund passengers when a flight is cancelled or excessively delayed because of circumstances an airline can control, like oversold flights. But starting on September 8th, airlines will have to refund or rebook passengers for delays and cancellations, even when the issue isn't in their control for problems like weather. That means they will have to rebook passengers on a new flight within 48 hours of the original flight or offer the passenger a full refund. Now, the airlines say forcing them to refund or rebook passengers, even when delays and cancellations are out of their control, well, that's unfair. Jeff Morrison is the president and CEO of the National Airlines Council of Canada. Jeff joining us this afternoon. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you excited about Zeller's making a return, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I think personally Blockbuster would be a great return, oh. but that's maybe another discussion. Oh, yes, Blockbuster. Yes, okay, that would be a good one. Added to the list, Jeff. All right, great. so here's the thing. Um, I think you've only been on this job for less than a month. What a time to walk into it all. It's been an interesting time for the airline sector, for sure. Uh, but, but a really challenging, but yet, you know, a really fascinating time, no doubt. So, Jeff, how would you describe the state of the industry right now? So, you know, in the first half of 2022, um, the air travel sector in Canada saw this absolutely massive surge in demand. And, of course, that was coming on the back of the pandemic, where air travel was probably the most hardest hit sector in the, in, in the country, frankly, probably in the world. Um, but in the first half of 2022, we saw this massive demand as pandemic restrictions started loosening around the world. Just as an example, in January of 2022, uh, passenger volumes in Canada were about 20% of where they were at the same point in 2019. Mm. By June, uh, that had gone up to 80%. So this massive, massive surge. And of course, in the face of that massive surge, you know, I think a lot of folks expected that there was just some kind of magical light switch that could be turned on and that travel could be uh, that air travel could be brought back to where it was of course that wasn't the case and so that's why you know there were in the uh, early part of the summer a lot of the disruptions that you referenced and, and you know what jeff you talk about you know i think you know a lot of folks just thought that a light switch could turn on and we'd be all back to normal but i get the sense that the airlines thought the same thing as well and just started booking all sorts of passengers booked you know jam-packed flights and hadn't prepared for that as well are the airlines to blame here too you know, I think this was really a almost kind of once-in-a-lifetime situation where there was no clear um, idea as to when exactly the demand would surge as it did kind of in the, in the spring, early summer of this year. Jeff, oh, you still there? Jeff, just cut out here. All right. <laughs> it's been one of those days with guests. Uh, Jeff, I can't hear you at all. If you're still there, I'm going to try and get you back on the line here. My uh, my board operator, Kellen, is uh, is trying to figure out what's going on here. All right. Um, and so one of the things that's going on here is that the airlines are saying, okay, hey, you know what? We don't think it's fair that we have to cover the entire burden of the cost if something happens like a weather delay, right? And that, you know, according to this new bill, 
uh, well, the one that came into effect in 2019, is what could happen. You know, that they're saying, as I mentioned, they'd have to refund or rebook passengers for delays and cancellations, even when the issue isn't uh, in their control. I think one of the things that a lot of folks have been having challenges with and concerns with is that sometimes we've been hearing, oh, well, um, you know, there's been a mechanical issue. And so it would appear at times that maybe the airlines are using mechanical issues instead of something that they can control, right? And that's what it would appear like for, for many folks when it comes to delays or maybe they don't have the crew, that sort of thing. And I know that's that's the tough thing is trying to figure out what exactly is going on as the consumer. And maybe it's, you know, what exactly are we being told? So I have to tell you that, you know, we just we just traveled to Mexico. And I know there's a lot of horror stories out there. I've got a, I know someone who traveled to, to Ireland in June, June 25th, they checked in and they've never seen their luggage again. They were, they were in Europe the whole time and, and never got their luggage and it still hasn't shown up. So it's still a massive problem, right? So, um, you know, there's those issues still, but we traveled to Mexico recently. We gave ourselves lots of time and we were fully aware, we made, a, we made a deal to ourselves that, okay, if something gets delayed, something goes wrong, we're just not going to get too up in arms over it. We're going to bring a carry-on with some clothes, some stuff in case our luggage doesn't show up. We prepared for it. But honestly, we didn't have a single problem when we were traveling. A slight delay here and there, but that was it. That was it. So... Um, other people have complete horror stories, right? There's, there's brutal horror stories out there, but it does appear to be getting better. And Jeff was just talking about that, right? Jeff was just talking about that. Uh, some of the latest numbers showing some improvement in the system. During the week of August 1st through the 7th, 97% of flights not canceled in this country. 85% of flights from the country's largest airports left on time. That was up 75%. Uh, in the first week of July. So we are seeing, we are seeing um, a return to quotes normal. Because during the height of the delays, passengers returning from overseas often held on the tarmac because Toronto's Pearson's Custom Hall was too full. Now I can tell you that when we did land, we landed um, coming back from Cancun to Pearson, we were told that. So we had to sit on the plane for another probably 10 minutes or so. Right. And they said, you know, they were just worried about the custom halls and, and how, how, how packed that they were going to be. And so that turned into be only a couple of minutes, though. It wasn't very long and there was literally no lineups when we were going through. Now, the Arrive Can app, which I know is something that a lot of people are saying, OK, you know, just get it over and done with. It, um, it was a bit of a pain in the butt. And mainly I found it a pain in the butt because you had to fill in everything at least three days out from your return to Canada. So I'm sitting in an airport, not an airport, in a hotel in Puerto Morelos, Mexico, rather be in the pool with a Mai Tai in my hand, you know, uh, slathering on another layer of sunscreen than having to try and put all this information in and then upright my, upload my vaccination records, which thank goodness I still had on my phone, trying to access my digital ID, my Alberta health thing, and trying to remember my passwords. 
So, you know, Jeff has been quoted, Jeff Morrison, who we were talking to, the president and the CEO of the National Airlines Council of Canada, still trying to get him back on the line, not sure what happened there, but had said, um, you know, one of the challenges being is that, we, you know, with, with the airlines having to foot the entire bill, well, it should be covered because it's not just the airlines that, that are contributing to some of these issues, right? There's a whole slew of things, right? There's, um, there's customs, there's luggage operators, the, you know, the airports themselves. So maybe that that share of that cost or refund should be covered that way. But he's also calling on the fact saying, hey, you know what? Maybe that shouldn't be happening until, uh, you know what, the, all the pandemic restrictions are lifted. Jeff, I think we have you back. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about problems with the airline sector, but apparently there's problems with the telephones at times too. So my apologies for that. No, no, that's all good. So, yeah, um, we were, I was while we were disconnected, I was kind of given a rundown. I just recently got back from Mexico and actually had a, a a really seamless trip. But I have other friends who've not seen their luggage since June 25th, right? So it depends on where you're going and, and what's going on. When it comes to refunds, uh, Jeff, and and the concern about about those refunds um you know i know that you're saying that airlines shouldn't have to bear the brunt of it all that it maybe should be spread out why is that yeah and you know with the new regulations and you referenced them at the at the start of the uh, of, of the interview uh, that are coming into effect in september that essentially puts the entire burden of responsibility for any kind of flight disruption on the backs of the airlines, regardless of whether it was in their control or not. The whole purpose and the whole point of these regulations is to minimize flight disruptions, which I think we all agree, that's what everyone wants. That's what a passenger wants. A passenger just wants to get from A to B on time with minimal disruption. And the challenge is that with so many other players, uh, in the air travel experience, and I and I heard you reference a couple of them. Uh, you know, navigation falls mm-hmm. to a federal uh, agency, NAVCAN. Uh, the security clearance process that you go through is another federal agency, uh, CATSA. Uh, the airline, or excuse me, the airports themselves, the infrastructure, the baggage carousels, et cetera, are the airport authorities. Even the flight crews, uh, mm-hmm. the pilots, and the flight attendants need to get certified by Transport Canada. So there's all these different players, and over the over the the really disruptive a uh, couple months in the early summer, late spring, you know, there were challenges and capacity constraints in all of these. So if we really want to minimize flight disruptions, which is really the point of these regulations, then all of these players need to essentially meet service standards and not just put the burden of responsibility on one of the players. That, we think, would be a better approach to ensure that flights, uh, flight disruptions are minimized. So when it comes, though, to those refunds, because there's going to be passengers out there who have missed their flight have lost their luggage whatever where should it come from then yeah and you know this is sort of a a daily occurrence whereby you know airlines are are and and i know a lot of people would would probably think i'm crazy for saying this Mm -hmm. but airlines truly are working very diligently very hard to process uh complaints to process issues raised by passengers in the face of this really unprecedented period of disruption um i I would just suggest and i know this some might uh some might think this is this is again crazy talk but i I would just suggest that they show some patience uh there is going to be perhaps a bit of delay 
Um, there is also for those uh, passengers who submit those claims and who do not agree with the decision reached by the airlines, there is essentially an appeals process uh, through the, Can the Canada Transportation Agency, the CTA. Um, they are facing backlogs right now due again to this uh, disruption we saw earlier in the summer. Uh, but they will get resolved eventually. So I, I can't say airlines are working really really uh, hard to try and resolve all these, but there will take some time uh, to to get through them all. Yeah, I, I guess, Jeff, though, mm -hmm. if, if, if you're saying that, you know, airlines shouldn't bear the brunt of having to pay all the refunds, my, my question is, is where's that money going to come from? Yeah, and, and in many cases, you know, uh, these situations are uh, resolved amicably. Uh, you don't often hear them in, in the media, of course. Um, there are situations in which there, there are disagreements between passenger and, and, uh, and airlines. And again, those uh, can be resolved through the CTA. Yeah. Uh, but I can assure you that this is, and you know, I've, I've been in this situation myself where, you know, I've had flights delayed and, and I've sought uh, compensation. In most cases, it's, it's been uh, resolved amicably. Um, but again, there is an appeals process. So this is something that's happening. Uh, it is something that for the most part gets resolved uh, okay. But for those cases where there's disagreements, um, yeah, we would, we would, uh, we would uh, suggest that people go, uh, go to the CTA. Jeff Morrison is the president and CEO of the National Airlines Council of Canada. The fact that there are still pandemic restrictions in some pandemic restrictions in place in Canada when it comes to travel, um, are you calling on everything else to be lifted? Would you like to see that gone? Would you like to see the Arrive Can app done away with? So we would absolutely like to see pandemic restrictions lifted. Um, there are now about 60 countries in the world who have completely eliminated pandemic restrictions from air travel altogether. Um, with respect to Arrive Can, and, and I was hearing you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges that, that people face with it, and there's no question. Uh, it is a complicated app. Uh, it's disruptive. It adds time mm -hmm. when you're going through your customs process, uh, and sometimes it's only two or three minutes, but if you multiply that, you know, by every passenger, then it adds considerable time, and it's been a cause for these delays. Um, so one thing we've suggested is for those regulations that you, you referenced coming into effect in September, that if they're going to come into effect, at least do so by also removing the pandemic mm. restrictions, because then you're allowing uh, for a situation in which disruptions can be minimized, because there's no question these pandemic restrictions have been a cause for the disruptions that have really plagued the system over the past few months. You know, I was uh, I was reading uh, while we were disconnected there, and we're almost out of time here, but things looking like they're starting to get back to normal. You touched on that off the top, that uh, during the week of August 1st to the 7th, what was it, 97% of flights not cancelled, 85% of the flights from the country's largest airports left on time. Um, you, can I ask you to look in your, in your crystal ball, Jeff, <laughs> you know, four weeks on in the job or three weeks on the job, and, and when do you expect things to get back to quotes normal <laughs> yeah and, and that is the good news of this is that um you know the early part of of this summer there was a lot of disruption everyone everyone acknowledges that everything is starting to get better we're seeing that in metrics from the airports uh from government agencies even today canada's largest airline released new data showing its uh its its metrics are all improving so things are definitely getting better not to where not to the point where we want them to be but certainly going 
in the right direction. Um, when will everything return to a state of, and I always use air quotes, norm normalcy <laughs> in air travel? Because in a country like Canada, there's always going to be some element of, of disruption, just given our size and the weather and so forth. Um, but, you know, we know that summer uh, is, is usually peak travel season, yeah. given vacations. That will start to slide uh, in the coming weeks. So, you know, if I were to look into my very admitted uh, imperfect crystal ball, I would suggest in the coming weeks you're going to see some uh, return to quote-unquote normalcy. Uh, but, you know, again, until those pandemic restrictions yeah. are lifted, we're, never, we're not going to be quite there. So that could be an immediate thing the federal government could do that would help us get back to, to normality. And Jeff, it's been great talking with you. Sorry about the tech issues. Not sure what happened there, but best of luck on the new job. And uh, we'll meet you at Blockbuster someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rent a video and see you there. Okay, take I it easy. the opportunity. All right, take